us. Let the praises of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let it rise. Let the songs of the Lord, let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of our King rise among us. Let it rise. Let it rise. Sing, oh, we sing, oh, let it rise. Sing, oh, we sing, oh, oh, let it rise. Let the glory of the Lord, we sing, let the glory of the Lord rise among us let the glory of the lord rise among us let the praises of the king rise among us let it rise let it rise one more time let the glory let the glory of the lord rise among us let the glory of the lord Rise among us, let the praises of the King rise among us, let it rise, let it rise, sing oh, sing oh, let it rise, we sing oh, sing oh. Let the songs we sing, let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the songs of the Lord rise among us. Let the joy of the King rise among us. Let it rise. Let it rise. One more time. Let the songs, let the songs of the Lord rise among us let the songs of the lord rise among us let the joy of the king rise among us let it rise let it rise one more time let the songs we say let the songs of the lord rise among us let the songs of the lord Rise among us, let the joy of the King rise among us, let it rise, let it rise, sing oh and oh, let it rise, one more time, say oh, we cry oh, oh. Testing.
Amen. It's on now. Someone say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Join the presence of the Lord. Can you say amen? And uh, give honor to Pastor who's not here. And give honor to him as the man that he is and the office that he fills. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. I appreciate his love for God, his walk with God, and, uh, and the office that he fills as as our pastor. Amen. God is good. Can you say praise the Lord? Uh, one announcement besides Sunday services and coming, expecting a great move of God on Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Um, tomorrow at, uh, there will be a, at the annex just across the parking lot, uh, Sister Marie Helton has passed on and there will be visitation tomorrow from 11 to 12, and then a service at 12 noon. Um, and she was a longtime member of FAC, amen. And I did not, I do not personally remember her, but I'm thankful for the work and the effort that she put forth to make it possible for us to be here today. Can someone say thank you, Lord? Amen. If you have your Bibles, <clears throat> turn with me. And... Uh, I would like to turn to the book of uh, Matthew, uh, chapter 17. Matthew, chapter 17, verses 14 through, I believe, 21. Matthew, chapter 17, verses 14 through 21. And, uh, and when they were come to the multitude... There came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a, for he is lunatic and sore vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. And then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Jesus rebuked the devil. He departed out of him. The child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Then he says, Howbeit this kind goeth out, not out, but by prayer and fasting. And uh, tonight I would like to minister for a short while, amen, uh, on, the, on the thought, uh, simply uh, faith in Jesus. Simply faith in Jesus. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, we love you and appreciate you. Lord, we are thankful, Lord, for this opportunity to minister your gospel and your word. Asking you, Lord, to humbly anoint us. Lord, anoint every year to hear. Let us receive an encouraging word of faith, Lord, for our walk with you, Lord, to receive miracles, the touches that we need, Lord, in Jesus' name. Someone say amen. amen. And you may be seated. Praise the Lord. And... Uh, 
Tonight, I would like to uh, preface this with some thoughts and consideration, being that the heritage that we have is a tremendous heritage that has been passed on to us. Um, I'm reminded the, the young man that was here on Sunday morning, Matthew Shaw, is a librarian at Ball State University and a historian of the United Pentecostal faith. And uh, he found an article <clears throat> that came out in a newspaper in, Indian, in, the, in the Indianapolis Star um, in 1908. And in 1908, front page, front page, Indianapolis Star, okay, came this article um, with William Seymour uh, and I think Brother Cook, don't quote me on that, and, and other men at a place of water, a river or a lake, and uh, the, they took a picture of it and put it on the front page and said, the giggly blocks, okay? The giggly blocks. I don't, I don't understand what that means, but front page, and, and you know what? We never have, we have not had to face that. We've, has anybody ever had a rotten tomato thrown at them for preaching the gospel? Has anybody ever been beat up, taken out in the woods and beat up? Has anybody ever really been made fun of for being a Pentecostal? I, I have. I have. I went into the barbershop and I was talking about my church and, and uh, back in Dunkirk, Indiana, and, and uh, the barber said, oh, I'm not going to go down there and go, blah, 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 blah. you know, he just really just right there. I, mean, I just, you know, you know, we have a heritage of people that have paid the price for us to have what we have. Can you say amen? And... Uh, he, uh, he made comment on the paper. It says, the giggly blocks are having a water carnival. Okay, and they were having a baptismal service. And, uh, you know, and so uh, just in, in, in referencing that, I, I spoke of Sister Gill. And I was going to make comment, and, and I'm going to do so tonight. Um, and then I, I was going to make comment, comment about uh, uh, Sister Connie Hansen was going to make an announcement and you know, and, and, and service was moving, and, and they changed it, and so I didn't feel led to go ahead and, and do We'd already talked about mothers and heritage and et cetera. And, uh, and I, I, was, I was thinking that the heritage that has been passed on uh, from generation to generation in this assembly, uh, we have Sister, Sister Nell. I call her Grams, and, and if you don't know her, get to know her. She, she has a little bit of feistiness in her, and I like it. Amen, and I'll feisty right back with her, and we will tease one another, and, uh, and the heritage, and, and uh, she has passed a heritage on to her daughters, uh, amen, Sister Connie and Sister Ange Kovach, who have moved away last year or two or so, or it's a long time, and, and we miss them, Ange and Steve, and, and, uh, and then so that brings us to the next generation uh, that, that is going from generation to generation. Uh, Sister Elizabeth Tierney, amen, Brother Charlie's, Charles Tierney's wife, husband and wife, ministers here in this local assembly. And my, I, there's an anointing upon them, and God is, is using them, amen. And then along with that, uh, Nell, that, that she's, she's, she's Nell's granddaughter. And then Tyler Kovach is coming to town. And, you know, it's from generation to generation, simply faith in Jesus Christ has kept them 
and, 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 and done mighty, wonderful works. And speaking of generation to generation, my, uh, my father in the gospel, <clears throat> he, uh, you know, was sitting under him and <clears throat> listening to him minister, told many testimonies that, that, uh, that stay with me. I, I remember them. Uh, he told about a blind lady who was an evangelist, and uh, she would come to preach, and they would lead her to the pulpit, okay, and, and hand her the mic, and she would get under the anointing, and uh, he said she would be all over that platform, up and down the steps, Brother Wilson, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and then the Holy Ghost would bring her back to the pulpit at the close of the service, and she would give the altar call, and then they would have to lead her down, amen. God is an awesome God. Can you say praise the Lord? He, uh, he told me and, and, and taught at different times and that uh, he told about a time they used to have tent meetings in uh, uh, Greenfield, Indiana. The pastor there liked to have tent meetings. And, and they probably maybe got a little bit rambunctious, <laughs> a little bit Pentecostalized, you know, a little bit loud, uh, clapping their hands. Matter of fact, they said... They clapped their hands so much during one revival that their hands chaffed. They went three and four and five and six weeks in revivals. And, and I don't even know, you know how the story goes. When I was a kid, I walked 10 miles uphill through four feet of snow to get to school. You know how it goes. You understand. And uh, so I don't know. I, I think I heard nine weeks, 11 weeks, six weeks. I mean, by the time you got to the end of that revival, your flesh was dead. Can you say amen? And uh, they would clap their hands so much that their, their hands would chaff. And uh, they had tent revivals. And God has got a sense of humor because he sent a policeman down, not God, but the neighbors did. And a policeman came down and walked up to the tent and was going to quiet quiet them down. And, and, and God moved on Brother Gill to run. And he said no. But before he got no oh out of his mouth, his feet were moving. He was so full of the Holy Ghost, he couldn't resist the Spirit of the Lord, even though he really didn't want to run with that policeman standing there. So he took off running around the tent, okay? And about the time, he says, he got back close to that policeman, the Holy Ghost took him to the ground, and he started rolling on the ground, and that policeman had to jump out of the way. Now, it, uh, that's what he said, and he was a faithful man, a truthful man. He didn't exaggerate, and the policeman had to jump back out of the way. While Brother Gill was rolling on the ground at that tent meeting, and the policeman just shook his head and turned and walked off like there's nothing I can do here. We serve a good God. Can you say praise the Lord? It's just having simple faith in Jesus. Simple faith in Jesus and walking with him. He, uh, he told, I, I, I'm, I'm talking about my heritage now. You see, heritage maybe is more than just 
a father in the natural or a mother in the natural. And thank God for our mothers and grandmothers and fathers and grandfathers. Amen. But I don't have a grandfather that served the Lord. I don't have a father that served the Lord. My father didn't come to God until the last days of his life. And, and, and be honest with you, that's partly because of me and my mother and our intercessory prayers interceding for dad. I don't have that. But I've got a heritage and you have a heritage. We have a heritage. Can you say Amen. From our forefathers that have fought and prayed and worked for God and lived for God and had faith and kept the faith in Jesus Christ, someone say praise the Lord. And so I, I look back as my father in the gospel is part of my heritage and I was so reminded of it. It was such a, a great thing for me with Matthew Shaw showing up on Sunday morning and, and it just blessed my soul because I'm a part of his heritage and, and his kids Amen. And his, his 12-year-old son, Matthew said, listens to nothing but preaching almost 24-7. Now, is that not astounding? Not only that, his favorite preacher is Brother Urshan's grandfather. Isn't that astounding? A 12-year-old, amen. God is good, but he's got a heritage. He has a heritage, and it comes by simple faith. It's simply faith in Jesus. No matter what. No matter who, no matter what comes our way, no matter, no matter, no matter, no matter, no matter. It's simply faith in Jesus, and we've got to keep the faith, and someone say praise the Lord to that. Brother Gill would tell the testimony of uh, while he was a truck driver, he uh, had a certain spot. He stopped for lunch hour, and his lunch hour was not eating lunch, but his lunch hour uh, beside the road, he, there was this trail that would go back, and uh, there was a rock back there or a log, one or the other, and it was a great place to kneel and pray. And so that 18-wheeler would sit beside the road, and either his boss or the, I think it was the superintendent came driving by one day and saw his rig sitting there beside the road and pulled over and told the man with him, said, pull over, we've got to find out what's going on. So they pulled over, <clears throat> started to investigate, and, and saw, thought they heard something, and they started to walk that direction, and the closer they got, the superintendent finally said, he's, oh, that, that's just Reverend Gill. He's just praying. Everything's fine. Let's go on. I'm telling you, there's a heritage that we have that was not purchased with a fly-by-night walk with God. It was purchased with steadfastness. It was purchased with faith. It was purchased with commitment. It was purchased with a hunger and a desire, and we're not going to let it fall to the ground. Someone say praise the Lord. Brother Gill, I'm just, I hope this is okay. I'm enjoying telling it. I hope you all enjoying hearing it. Amen. Brother Gill told the story about a man who came to a revival service where there was an evangelist whom he said was a man of great faith. This man was wheeled in in a wheelchair, and uh, I believe it was the Vietnam War that he had taken a shot in the leg, and uh, two inches of his bone was missing, um, and he was in that wheelchair, and, and one leg was two inches shorter than the other. And they prayed for that young man, and God replaced, <laughs> I know, I know, it's hard, this almost sounds like a fairy tale, doesn't it? But God replaced the bone in that man's leg. And that man went to the doctor. His leg was the same length as the other. He got up out of the wheelchair and walked. Someone say praise the Lord. Simply faith in Jesus will do this. Just have 
faith in the Lord, simply faith in his name. Amen. Brother Gil talked about he had a, uh, a back pain, a back injury, and uh, I don't know why he didn't get surgery. I don't know why he didn't go through everything that you go through when you have a, a back injury. I don't know if it, 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 it was not available at that time. I don't know what the situation was. All I know is he had a back injury, and he could hardly get out of bed. He could hardly move. He could hardly get going. He had to crawl out of bed and roll over off the bed onto the floor and get up on his hands and knees. It would take him, he said, an hour. And one morning, uh, it was time to go to work. He had had a bad weekend or something. I think it was the weekend. It was Monday. His wife said, Bud, called him, she called him Bud. What are you going to do? He says, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to work. You can't go to work. I'm going to go to work. He crawled out, got up, got in his truck, got dressed, got in his truck, went to work, went into, it was his responsibility to load the truck with, uh, with pallet movers, and he says he, he was praying and asking God, and, 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 he, and, he, and he knew he was in a lot of pain, and he walked up to that, grabbed the handle of that pallet mover, he grabbed the handle, and he said all of a sudden, hot oil went down through his body and healed his back just like that, and he never had a back problem until the day he died. Someone say praise the Lord. The doctor confirmed this later when he had a, <laughs> I'll tell you what, when you're from uh, Poe Dunkirk, Dunkirk's where I'm from, and you know, you, you, Podunk, you know, heard of Podunkville, Podunk. Well, I call it Podunkirk, okay? When you're that, from that type of town, well, well you, you know, you're in a little county called Jay County, and they don't have the best physicians or hot. Oh, they're good, but they're just not, you know, like Cincinnati. So Brother Keel had a knee issue, okay, and pain was in his knee, and, and he went to the hospital. They put him in traction. Because they said it was in his back. He goes, no, it's in my knee. Well, finally, they shipped him over to Muncie, realized, no, he's got knee problems. But meanwhile, because they said it was in his back, they took x-rays on his back. And the doctor, physician, looked at him and said, you've had a back injury, haven't you? He said, yes, I have, but the Lord healed me. Oh, someone say praise the Lord. <clears throat> he, uh, I'm telling you, we have a heritage of simple faith of, of, in Jesus Christ. It's, it's just simply having faith in the Lord. And, and I apologize. Oh, I just got to tell you one more, and then we'll move on. This, is, this amazes me. I, I, you know, I just don't know if I believe this. I, you know, I, if it wasn't Brother Gill telling it, I, just, I don't know. This is just a little bit far-fetched for me. I mean, this is stretching, Brother Bowler. This is really stretching. In that little town where they were in church, uh, you know, there, there were some, some people that came and not... You know, and they, they, their children had, a, had a issues with their teeth, and there were three or four girls. Am I right, honey? Yeah, she's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm telling the truth now. Okay. There were three or four girls, okay, and their teeth were completely rotted, missing. They, they had, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, not being derogatory. I'm just telling you the way that it was. Their teeth were rotted. And this evangelist, who was a, a prayer warrior of great faith, Amen. I don't understand all that. I think we all have great faith to serve the Lord. Prayed for them, okay, and God filled their teeth. 
I don't believe, I, that's really, that's stretching, I'm telling you. That's just really stretching it. But God filled their teeth. Went to the school the next day. They ended up in the principal's office. And then the principal took them to the dentist and said, what happened here? And the dentist checked it out says, I don't know what that substance is, but it's filling that I don't know anything about. You know, I, and, and I can't explain it. Amen. But I'm telling you what, we serve a great God. We serve a loving Savior. And if we can just simply keep our faith in Him, He'll make a way. He'll provide a need. He'll supply the need. He'll keep us. He'll guide us. His hand is upon us. He'll guide us with His eye. He'll provide He for us. He'll, he'll heal us. He'll touch us. Someone say praise the Lord. And so... You know, and then I've got to, I, I, I just wrote these down. They came to mind, and they've always inspired me. The next two things I'm going to tell you about, because there's a, you know, pastor said he wouldn't be in a cave, and he don't like spiders. You know, I don't like snakes. I cannot lie. I hate snakes. I, I can't have any. I can pet a dog. I can rub the fur of a kitten or a bunny. Are y'all with me? I don't like snakes. Someone say amen. I mean, they are cold. Their eyes are dead. They're, I, I, oh, praise the Lord. And so, and so there were, when brother, and we all have read probably this. If not, we probably should. Uh, brother C.P. Kilgore, I read the story. He was, he was one of those old-time evangelists that traveled from city to city and and he, he set up shop outside the town, and they lived in a tent, and Mama cooked out over an open stove. Or, and I'm telling you the truth. This have to actually happened. Anybody believe me? It, it actually happened. And, uh, and, and so it came time, and they had a prayer meeting. They had a revival, and folks were supposed to get baptized in Jesus' name, and the only place they could do it was a snake-infested lake or pond. Only place. It was the only place they could do it. Brother Kilgore, what are we going to do? Well, we're just going to walk out there. Well, there's snakes. There's, there's moccasins in that pond. There's, there's, there's poisonous snakes in that pond. Well, let's just go out there and see what the Lord does. Okay? And the story is, and I believe it, it's been told and read and written down and documented. I know this stuff's hard to believe. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, I, I just by having simple faith, they say and it is that when he stepped foot in that pond, Brother Kilcourt stepped foot in that pond. All the snakes swam to the other side and swam out, and they never had a snake in that pond again for as long until the book was written. Someone say praise the Lord. You know what? I, I believe that, that we are filled with the Spirit of the Lord. There's a holy God that lives within us. It's a holy God that will keep us, a God that loves us, a God that's full of compassion and anointing. And I, I believe the enemy plays too, much, too many mind tricks on us, and we need to simply have faith in Jesus Christ and his word. Someone say praise the Lord. One more story, and then I'm going to get back. I'm going to get to the word of the Lord, okay? Well, I, I am in the word of the Lord. It's just the book of the Acts in 1900s. Amen. The Acts of the Apostles in 1900, okay, in the 1900s. Oma Ellis was a minister. <clears throat> she started churches in, in Arizona, and uh, she went to one place, and they had a, it was either the church or her home, and uh, she was going to live on the premises. I do know that. And uh, they opened up the cellar, 
And here we go again. Now, I've had my bout with snakes, okay? When I was 12 years old, I was fishing in Arkansas with my brother and cousins, and uh, we were walking through water and wading and bass fishing. You know, that's how you do that down there, I guess. And, uh, and, and we saw an island out there about 20 feet out, and on the right side of it, there was some movement in the water. And we were going to walk out this side, and we were going to catch that bass. The only thing is, uh, my brother walked over there, and he says, these aren't bass, they're snakes. They were cottonmouths. They were water moccasins. They, it was mating season or something. And I had started to walk that direction, uh, you know, a boy about 12 years old or so. And um, I had been to the School of Western Theology. I had read all of Louis L'Amour's books. So I knew everything about hunting and tracking and say, I just, I knew it all. So I stopped. Okay, I'm not moving. There's snakes. Now how am I going to get back? I turned. Well, there's my footprints. Okay, I didn't cross any snakes, so I'm going to walk back where my footprints are, and I'm going to be safe, Brother Buller. The only problem was, <laughs> y'all ready for this? I had literally stepped across a water moccasin stretched out on the ground. Literally, a cotton mouth. I had stepped across that thing, and how do I know it was a cotton mouth? Because uh, they cut its head off. And, and uh, when, have you ever looked in the mouth of a cotton mouth? It's white as cotton. I, I've had my bout. I don't like snakes. Someone say amen. And, and, and then in, in Arizona, I literally stepped across a rattlesnake sleeping at the foot of my patio, not seeing that he was there three times or more. My wife was in the house, a three-foot rattlesnake that would have hit me with every bit of poison it had because the, the, the smaller ones are worse than the larger ones. And I turn around, and, and you, have, has anybody ever had your heart stop? My heart stopped. I'm not kidding you. I mean, it was instant paralyzation. I was paralyzed. I couldn't move except my mouth. I, oh, Jesus! My wife was on the phone with Kelly. What would you say? David just saw a snake or he's feeling the Holy Ghost or something. She did. I, I, she did. I probably, she said, David just saw it. It was a rattlesnake. And, uh, and so, you know, you know what? I'm thankful that in the Holy Ghost that we tread on serpents, that spiritual serpents that are full of poison that come to bite us and destroy us and destroy our mind, destroy our faith, destroy our walk with God. I'm thankful that we have the Spirit of the Lord. We don't have to always know what's going on. It's the Spirit of the Lord that's in us, that fights for us. Amen. That is a wall of protection about us, that keeps our feet and keeps our mind and keeps our heart as long as we are seeking Him. Someone say praise the Lord. So Oma Ellis was going to start a church. They opened up the cellar where she was going to live. And guess what? It's full of snakes. So she rebuked him. And she, she had the audacity to think God would take care of it. Can you believe that? I mean, I would have been calling the pet guys, you know, the, the guys that take care of that kind of stuff. You know, if she'd have been here when the raccoons were in the attic, she'd have just rebuked them in Jesus' name, and they'd all ran, I'm telling you. Uh, but uh, she, she prayed over it, rebuked them in Jesus' name, went away for a couple hours, came back, and they shoveled them out of the cellar by the shovelful because they all died. Someone say praise the Lord. And so she made that, okay. Okay, the snakes are gone, but I'm not going down there, Okay. She made that her prayer room. Well, Sister Ellis, aren't you afraid? She goes, well, no. 
She said, I guess I figure if the Lord could kill him, the Lord could keep me and take care of it. Can someone say, pray, oh, hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? It's simply faith in Jesus. Simply faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we come to the story that I read, the, the, the story of the, of the man who, whose son, who was a lunatic. And can you imagine, the, you know, can, you've got to just stay with me just a little bit because I, I feel like this is where I need to talk to us in the Holy Ghost tonight. I feel like, you know, he had seen his son at whatever age that he was be taken with an evil spirit. You know, how do you know that? Because when he saw Jesus, he started to act up. Hey, you know what? Amen. When you see Jesus, you either worship or you act up. Someone say praise the Lord. Oh, I just want to worship. Can you say amen? I don't want to act up in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so he had watched his son. Now, I don't know how parents, most parents are about their children, but I kind of loved mine a little bit. You know, I kind of concerned about them, pray for them, and want them to be well and do right and serve the Lord. And, you know, I, I think we're all just right there. Amen. And, and when, when there's something wrong, when there's something wrong with our children, and there's something wrong with us. Can you say praise the Lord? And, and his heart was torn. He was constantly concerned and constantly watching and seeing the son that he wanted to take over his trade. And he wanted to teach him how to fish. And he wanted to teach him how to work with his hands. And he wanted to teach him his trade and teach him how to be a businessman and teach him the Torah and teach him the word of the Lord. But his son was a lunatic. His son, his son always was trying to kill himself. Amen. Do you understand? Day in and day out and day in and day out. And, and, it, would, and it would wear on him and wear on him and wear on him. Constant wear, constant watching, constant looking, constantly being concerned about his son. And besides the heartache and, and besides... Besides the neighbor saying, I wonder what kind of sin he did. I wonder what he's done wrong. Keeping an eye on him. What, 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 what did you, you know, when he <laughs> walking by and he get the guilty, the look of, hmm, you, yeah, you're guilty. I, we don't know what it is, but you are guilty. <laughs> Amen. The wear and the tear and the hurt and the pain. And, and he heard about Jesus. He heard about the Lord. He heard about someone that could heal the sick. He heard about someone Amen. That could cast out demons. He heard about someone who could do miraculous works. And he heard about someone who was able. And so he, he who knows how far he traveled. I don't know. If it would have been me, I would have traveled from a great distance to get to Jesus, to get my son there to be helped. He traveled a long, long, long way perhaps. But he came and Jesus is nowhere to be found. Where's Jesus? Well, he went off with Peter, James, and John. Wednesday, I don't know. He'll be here. What, what you need, we can take care of it. What, what do you need? We, we're his disciples. We can do it. What do you need? What, well, my, my, my son's a lunatic. Ah, oh, Bartholomew, I've got it. In Jesus' name, come out, devil. And nothing happened. And then a couple agreed. Nothing happened. And then, and then three, a court of, you know, if any two agree on any one thing, Right? 
And then a cord of three is not easily broken. And nothing happened. And one will put a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand, three will work on a hundred, four will work on a million devils. We can take care of this. Four of them, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. And you can see the man, you can see his face falling, you can see his hope disappearing. You can see the despair as it comes back into his mind and back into his heart. You can see the hopelessness that he feels. You can see and feel and know this was my last hope. This was my last chance. This was my, I have no other. I've been to the priest. I've been to the doctors. I've been to the Levi's. I've offered sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice. I've done everything that I can do. And then Jesus comes walking down from the Mount of Transfiguration. And the man, the man ran to him and kneeled. And he kneeled and he said, can you help me? Can you help me? Amen. He said, he knelt before the Lord. He knelt before the Lord and, 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 he, and, he, and he saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. Amen. Have mercy on him. And then I want to go to um, the book of Mark. Uh, chapter 9, the book of Mark chapter 9, and uh, I would just like to read a little bit here uh, about the same portion uh, that's taking place here and happening. In Mark chapter 9 and verse 14 through, it's a long story in Mark, uh, verse 14 <clears throat> through 29, and uh, all the people, and, and when he came to his disciples, saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with him. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? One of the multitude said, Master, I brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, and they could not cast him out, or that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answereth him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. Now here, and when they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell to the ground and wallowed foaming. Then he asked his father, How long is it ago since he came unto him? And he said, Of a child. Why did Jesus ask? Jesus knew why did Jesus ask? Why? Why is this portion of Scripture in the Bible? Why did he say, how long ago did it happen? Here's why, personally, I believe. He wanted the man's confession that it had been a long time. He wanted the man to realize that there wasn't any other hope. He wanted him to remember how long it had been since the child had become a lunatic and the spirit had entered into him and he said since he was a child amen and oft times it casteth him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him but if thou canst do anything have compassion on us and help us and Jesus said unto him according to the King James Version if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth now let me ask you a question He just confessed that it's been years 
He just confessed that the disciples couldn't do anything. He just confessed his faith is not exactly way up here right now. Can you say amen? His faith is pretty low. And, and, and according to the King James uh, Old English, the Scripture brings out that Jesus is asking him, if thou canst believe. But when you begin to read other renditions and begin to understand, the man was crying out and saying, if you can do anything, please, please, I'm at the end of my rope. You know, Brother Gill, how he, he, how another one, he was driving down the road and having pain in his body, and he was hurting and in pain and driving down the road, and, it, and he was suffering a long time with it, and, uh, and he said, Lord, you could just heal me, and the Lord said, you feel for the pain. If you will praise me, I will heal you. And Brother Gill began to praise the Lord and begin to praise the Lord. And the next thing you know, he's not feeling any pain. I'm going to tell you what. We get to the place sometimes where our faith isn't exactly where it needs to be. Can you say amen? It's, I preached a message one time. And there was a backslidden Pentecostal preacher sitting on the pew. And, and, and the Lord laid on. I didn't know if he was going to be there that day. But the Lord gave me this message. And the message that I preached was, but Lord, it's been four days. Jairus' daughter, just a short while. The widow of Nain's son, the same day or the next day, probably the same day. Amen. But Lazarus has been dead four days. The situation stinks. It's horrible. He's dead. We've got a stone on it. It's been a long time. It's over. Jesus, it's been four days. It's been a long time. Can you do anything with my situation? Can you do anything with this problem? Can you do anything with this? And sometimes, sometimes, you know, I read the scripture in the other portion where the Bible says, Howbeit these things only come about by prayer and fasting. You know, and, and so we bring our situations to the Lord sometimes. And, and then when, it, when we, we have lack of faith, Amen. Because we haven't prayed quite like we should have. We haven't bombarded heaven quite like we we haven't fasted. And so therefore, that's our that's our reason to say, God, I know you can't, you're not gonna be able to do this because I haven't prayed enough. I haven't fasted. And I'm not putting down fasting and prayer. There's I believe in it, I support it. It's of the Lord, it's biblical. We need I haven't read the word. I we need to study the word, and I'm all there. You understand what I'm saying? Understand what I'm saying. I'm all there. But sometimes we'll say, this can't happen because I haven't. It's not about us all the time. It's about Jesus. It's about his goodness. It's about his love. It's about his mercy. It's about his compassion. It's about his concern. It's about his healing touch. It's about Jesus. And sometimes we need to say, Lord, I need help. I need a touch. You have healed. Now, I know that all of the heritage and the forefathers of yesteryear, you know, Brother Gill and, and C.P. Kilgore and Nathaniel A. Urshan and, 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 and Ralph Cook and Frank Kurtz and, 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 and so on and so on, they all walked on water. Yeah, right. You think they walked on water? No. They were human they had fears. They had issues. They had to deal with things just like us. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. And so, you know, sometimes we say, because I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. It's not about that. It's about needing 
something from Jesus and having faith that he'll do it because of his goodness, because of his mercy, because of his love, because of his grace. It's about that. Someone say praise the Lord. And so, and so we have this situation and, 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 and they've come and, and he said, if thou canst do anything, and, and, and it's one, one, a couple of, it says, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And, and two renditions said, if I can, all things are possible to him that believe. He took it off of the man and put it on himself. He took it off of the man's situation and put it on himself and said, I'll believe for you. All things are possible to those that believe. His relationship with the Father as a man was so close and his faith in the love and the mercy and the goodness and the grace of God, amen, allowed him to say, praise the Lord, what do you mean if I can? All things are possible to those that believe. And so I would like to say here tonight, amen, our faith may not be right there. Our faith may not be perfect. And we might need something from the Lord. And we might have been carrying it for a long time. It might have weared on us and weighed on us and been a burden on our shoulders and a burden on our heart and a burden on our mind and a burden us down and it's hurting us. And, 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 it, and it might be physical. It might be mental. It might be emotional. Amen. I want to tell you right now, it's not about us. It's about Jesus, his love, his mercy, his grace, his goodness, his kindness. And he will touch and he will, but I haven't been perfect. So what? The eyes of the Lord don't run to and fro seeking those who are perfect. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking those whose heart is perfect toward him, that he may show himself strong on their behalf. Hallelujah. We might have issues. We might have to deal with this. We might have to deal with that. We might, but I'm telling you what, we're here and we love God and we want to serve God and we want to be right with God and our heart is reaching toward Him. Why wouldn't the Lord of glory who gave Himself and came and robed Himself in flesh and became a sacrifice, why wouldn't He help us here tonight? Someone say, Praise the Lord. He wants to minister, He wants to touch. He wants to heal. He wants to deliver. Amen. Tonight we got in the car and, 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 and my heart just, and, 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 and even when I was, even when I was uh, studying for this, all of a sudden in the middle of the message, I thought, oh, Lord, you're talking to me, aren't you? Amen. And then we got in the car and, and my wife says, oh, my head. You know, she, she just has headaches from time to time that just come up on her. And, and, and she got a back injury when she was a, a CPA decades ago. And, and, you know, it just bothers her. You know, and, and it could be and, and that, that tonight it could be her night to, to, to get a touch from the Lord. And, and that back injury could be healed. And that headaches could be gone. And, and we could pray together. And it might be your night. And it might be your night. And it might be your night. Oh, hallelujah. That Jesus... We can touch him. Oh, praise the Lord and receive it tonight by simply having faith in Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood. Last straw crawling through the dirt 
kicked by the crowd, bending low, desperate, desperate. If I can just touch the hem, if I can just touch the hem. Maybe she had read in the Old Testament where there would be healing in his wings. The word for wings, I understand, are borders. Borders of the garment were called the wings. And maybe she had read that. Said, it said it right there that there would be healing in that border. There's healing. If I could just touch it, I won't have to face the eyes. I won't have to face the, 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 the jeers. I won't have to face, amen, people looking at me with disdain. I just want to touch the hymn. Just touch it. Just be healed and not just get out of the way. Maybe the Lord will have mercy. She had simple faith to touch him. And she touched the hem of his garment. And you know the rest of the story. Amen. She was healed and Jesus stopped. Who touched me? Oh, Lord, there's a lot of people around touching you. No, 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 no. I felt virtue go out of me. Somebody touched me. Jesus, it was me. I've had an issue of blood. And she looked up and saw eyes of love and compassion. And he said, daughter, daughter, I've got to tell someone tonight. I just felt it in the Holy Ghost. You may not feel like a daughter. You may not feel like a son. But I want you to know Jesus looks at you as a daughter and a son. It doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter what's taken place. It doesn't matter what's transpired. He looks upon us as daughters and sons. And healing is for each one of us. Renewal, restoration, cleansing, and hope, and virtue. Simply faith in the goodness, the compassion, and the kindness, and the love of Jesus Christ. Someone say praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus... um, In the book of John chapter 14, uh, verses 12 through 14, he he makes a statement um, that when you just evaluate it, you know, he says in John chapter 14 and verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, The works that I do shall he do also. Greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. He's speaking to his disciples. He's talking to them. And the Lord led me to this, I believe. <laughs> and then I was asking the Lord, what, how is this to be brought out? How, how, you know, because when we talk about the name, I mean, we talk about the name. I mean, it's the name of the mighty God in Christ. That's why, if you ask anything in his name, because it's the name of Jehovah's salvation. You understand my gist? We, and we do, and we should, because the name is a name that is above every name, and his name every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Oh, neither is there salvation in any other name, for there's 
none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You know, the name. Lord, why, what, what are you, what is, what is taking place here? What is transpiring? What is it? And, and he brought, I feel like the Lord brought to my attention that he was talking to his disciples and he was saying to them that you've not asked anything in my name hitherto shall you ask and I'm going to do it. What is so important? He never said this up until now. What is happening? What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. He's getting ready to go to Calvary. He's getting ready to be betrayed by Judas. He's getting ready to take stripes upon his back. He's getting ready to be spit upon. He's getting ready to be slapped, mocked, beaten, torn, nailed to a tree, made fun of, crucified, crown of thorns on his head. Okay? He's getting ready to go through that. And so the name, okay, the name of Jesus, Jesus is the one that is going to go through that, and he's going to go through that for our salvation. He's going to go through that for our healing. He's going to go through that. He's going to, he's going to go through that so that we can sit here today and hear the preaching and teaching of the word of the Lord and be encouraged by it, sing a song, feel the spirit of the Lord, minister unto him, be ministered to, walk in the light, live in the light, amen, be a testimony in the world. Someone say praise the Lord. Be saved from our sins, be delivered from our addictions, be brought out, have a transfer, a, a renewed mind, have a renewed heart, have a renewed soul, relationship with God. He's going to Calvary and, and because of the crucifixion and because of the sacrifice, okay, he said, hitherto you will ask in my name. Ask anything in my name and I will do it. He said, ask in my name. A couple of things to mention. One, if we're going to ask in his name, we are going to be the people that are filled with his spirit. We are going to be the people that reverence the name and lift up the name. How can he say, ask anything in my name and I will do it? When you say anything, that takes in a broad spectrum. A broad spectrum. Okay? He's not talking to non-believers. He's not talking to frivolous saints. He's not talking to people that don't understand and reverence the power and the glory and the majesty and the honor that belongs to the name. He's talking to born-again believers that are filled with the Spirit, baptized in the name, full of the goodness of the glory of the Lord, and understand the reverence and what the name really means. So we are not going to ask anything in his name that is not worthy of the name, are we? We're going to, if we ask something in Jesus' name, it's going to be worthy of the name. And he gave himself... As a crucified, as a crucifixion, as on the cross, as a sacrifice, so that we could have the name and be healed and be touched and be delivered and be ministered to. Amen. And he gave that to us and he said, ask anything in my name and I will do it. Because he set forth the example 
of what we should ask in his name. Someone say amen. You know, as I stand before you tonight, I mentioned that I was preaching to myself. <clears throat> I really need a touch. Uh, I really do. I really, you know, I, I don't have a heart disease. I don't have cancer. I don't have leukemia. I don't have anything that I think is going to take my life. I, I don't. I have an issue with my hand. I have an I can I can pick up a dollar bill and I will have excruciating pain go through my thumb. I can pick up my billfold. Uh oh, I'm making references to money. I might have a problem with money. Y'all need to pray for me. They say what you preach about, that's what you have a problem with. I set that up. I'm sorry. I'm just having fun. But and and so I have an issue with this. You know, it's not just a day, it's not just a week, it's been a month or two. And I, I think, well, you know, I work with my hands. And so I have this problem. And, and, and my wife will tell you, sometimes I'll just go, oh, because, because when it hits, it hits right there. And, and, and so then y'all going to have to chuckle with me, okay, because yesterday or the day before, it might have been the day I started feeling twinges in my left hand. I thought, oh, Lord, come on. You know, right hand and left hand, Okay both hands, and I work with my hands, oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, my mind went, oh, no, I'm going to be crippled for life. No, y'all don't do that, do you? But uh, you know what? I need a touch. I need a touch. I need a touch. Other issues, of, I, need, I need direction. I need, I need I, 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 in some ways, I, I feel like the man whose son, okay, I need help with this situation. I need help. I need Jesus. And I don't, I can't look back and say, well, I've done this and I've done that, and Lord, you need to do I Is anybody with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? We can't say we've been perfect, can we? But I need a touch. And I really believe that if I can just have simple faith in the goodness of and the love and the mercy and the healing touch of Calvary that I can say, Jesus, I'm asking this in your name. And would you do it, please? In Jesus' name. Would you stand with me, please? I'm wondering, I'm wondering, is there anybody else that is in my shoes? Would you raise your hand? Anybody else? I'm wondering... I'm wondering, you know, sometimes we carry things all alone. You know, sometimes we can, and it's okay because we need to build our relationship with the Lord. And sometimes we carry things. I'm wondering if maybe those of you that are like me, you would like to maybe gather with me around the front and, and begin to pray with somebody else that has a need. Would you come? Would you step out? All of, those, all of you that raised your hand, would, would you do something? Here's what I want you to do. You see, we don't want to bring our weaknesses. The man with the withered hand hid it. He hid it because he was ashamed of it. And what did Jesus ask him to do? Stretch forth thine hand. I'm asking you to stretch forth weaknesses tonight. I'm asking you to come and, 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 and bring it to the Lord. I'm asking you to come and, you know, call upon Jesus. Just pray with one another. 
I, I, I don't feel led to just go around laying hands. I don't feel, and there's anointing that comes with laying on of hands. There's, you know, the Bible says, if there be any sick among you. I don't feel that. I just feel like, come on in, sisters, come on in. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And let's just give it to the Lord. Let's just give it to the Lord. As we pray, brother, would you lead us in a song? In Jesus' name. And I believe that you're my healer. And I believe that you And I believe you're more than enough for me. And Jesus, you're all I need. And I believe that you're.